Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show on the iHeart Podcast Network, talking AT&T. We've all got a lucky friend, the one who wants a big new TV and boom, suddenly that TV's on sale. Some people always seem to get the best opportunities or the best deals. Well, now some people are all people at AT&T because AT&T is giving all of their customers, both new and existing, the same great deals. That's right, everybody can get in on great AT&T deals all the time. Visit att.com slash best deals to learn more. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You're listening to The Voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Man, oh man, got a radio show. Yep, trying to make it work, too. I'm not trying. I'm, 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 I'm getting it. I'm getting it done to the best of my abilities. Now, something funny my father taught me. He said, son, when you've done all you can do, if you've done your absolute best, and you look up, and it didn't get the job done, take a deep breath and do some more. <laughs> that used to bug me, man, when my father used to tell me, that. he said, son, when you've done your absolute best, 
and you think you can't do no more, you've done all you can, and it still don't get the job done, take yourself a deep breath and do some more. And you know what? I found that has worked every single time. Every single time. Because what my father knew was that what you think is your breaking point or what you think is your all in all. He says, son, it's just something about it, man. If you just gather yourself, you got a little bit more. Everybody got some more. And, I, you know, I, I got to be honest with you, it has worked. It has helped me greatly. And, um, you know, it. everybody does have some more. You know, I tell that to my sons all the time. With that, I did my best. Well, let me ask you something else. Could you have done anything else? Could you have studied a little harder? Could you have shown up a little bit earlier? Could you stayed a little bit later? Yeah. Well, then, okay, that's what you should have done then. See, there's always a way. But if you're going to create excuses, if you're going to make them up all the time about why you don't get it done, I have a very, very sad uh, 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 statement for you right now. You're never going to get anything done. You're never going to get to the top. Not to the top. You can get halfway up. Now, you can get a third of the way up. You can get three quarters of the way up. But if you don't have that little extra reserve in you, you're not getting to the top. The top is only reserved for those that have the wherewithal and the power, the desire, the drive, and the gut-wrenching effort to get to the top. The top is reserved only for the top. It's just the top. There ain't but one top. The middle done ain't it. You know, the top, the top of the mountain, halfway, it's a different view at the top. Things look different from up top. So if you want to get to the top of whatever, your profession, your field, your career, whatever it is, you got to do extra. You have to do more. More is expected of you. More, but here's what's really crazy. More is required of you. Don't live your life in a lackadaisical state. Don't wake up every day with the feeling of, uh, well, you know, whatever happens, happens. No, man, have a say-so in your life. You, first of all, let me ask you something. Who has God? Name the person that, ha- that God has given authority over you. Name the person. Where is it in Scripture? Where, anywhere. Where, show me anywhere where it says this person has the right over you. This person right here, this one right here, you have to do everything they say and what they say only. Show me that right there. Show me who they're talking about. Certainly, certainly, I have not met that person. Now, my parents were great to me, and it was their job to offer me lead, leadership and guidance along my along the way. But as I grew up, man, I had to go out here and get it on my You know, I had to go out here and get it on my own. But who is the person? Nobody has domain over you. God didn't create that person. So what you sitting here for, man? What are you sitting here for? Letting people who do not know direct your path. 
a lot of us get stopped because we we worry so much about what people think about us. We worry too much about what people say about us. Why are you worried about all these people with what they got to say about you and all these people with what they got to think about you when here's the news flash? They don't know either. All these people that you overly concerned about, all these people that you go into these answers for, they need answers too. Stop. What are you doing here? Gather yourself for a minute. Here is a solution to all of that. You have one source that will be there for you to the end of time, and that is your relationship with God. That is the one thing that's solid and for sure. He's behind the wall. He's in your jail cell. He rides with you in the police car. He's with you on your job up at the school. He's down there in the board meetings with you. He goes with you when you travel on planes. He sits with you when you're in a relationship. He helps you with your parenting skills. He helps you. He's there to assist you. He show If you do the right things, he show you and guide you to your next job. When you lose your job and you think it's a wrap, all, there's some good behind it, man. God is always working on your behalf to those that believe. You just got to believe. He don't ask you for nothing else. Believe in me. That's all he asks you to do. What you tripping for, man? And then when you make the decision to believe in him and it comes out your mouth from time to time somewhere, what you worried about what people say? What you worried about what they think for? Why? Who are they? They need God too. You 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 telling them you found something new that you're going to give this a shot right here. Now they got some yin, yin yang and some yakety yak to say about that. When they need God too. That's what amazes me, man, about people. Sit up in here, man, be knocking your dream and stuff. Look, if you're an atheist, man, do your thing. Do your thing. But you can't create no laws where I can't do mine. That don't make no sense, man. That makes no sense at all to me. You have the right to go be whatever you want to be. You know, if you don't you don't like the fact that I'm in school, got my head bowed down, and I'm saying a prayer before I take this test, just don't bow your head, don't you pray. But if some kids want to get together, that, that's some crazy mess. That's what happened in our schools. We took prayer out of schools. Now look at our schools. Our schools, man, you 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 send your child to school and and, and someone else comes back home. That's a whole nother thing right here. I, that, that's not what I want to talk to you about. But I was just throwing it out because, you know, hey, man, your relationship with God is essential to your success as a person. It's essential to your existence. It's essential to where you're trying to go and what you're trying to be because he made you. Why would you not talk to the person that made you to find out what he created you for? I ain't talking about your parents. Who made your parents? This is God. We created in his image. Why would you not talk to your maker to see why you got made? That, 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 don't, that don't make sense to you? If you're sitting and gotten yourself in a situation, you sitting in a jail cell somewhere, you locked up, you doing some time, man, be a good time for you to reflect. But whatever your situation is, man, God can get you through it. He can give you the strength, the courage, the wherewithal, the understanding, Everything you need, the wisdom to get you through anything you're going through, you just got to touch base with him. I need God every single 
day of my life. And what he's done for me, man, off the chain. But guess what? He'll do the same thing for you. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, this is the Steve Harvey Morning Show, the greatest morning show on planet Earth. There is nothing bigger, better, greater, stronger on the air. If you don't believe it, turn around to some other shows. You will be back. Real quick. (laughs) I can name a couple. (laughs) He was on one of them. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that boy wrote me off so many times. Oh, he used to just write me off. As soon as I did something, here he comes. He tried to write me off so many times. But, but look at you now. Standing. Mm-hmm. I just keep staying. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Stand all the time. You can't stop me. Can't nobody stop him. They've tried, but they can't just stop his ass. That's you not gospel, but I thought it was can't scary. do nothing with me. Can't do a damn thing with him. No <laughs> matter how hard you try. No matter how hard <laughs> you try. Oh, Isaiah 54. 17. Mm-hmm. Don't know what it is, so tell me. No weapon formed against me sure. shall sure. prosper. Sure. Every tongue that refutes me gonna have to bow down. Every tongue bowing down, bowing down, bowing down. I believe he said, and when I see, I can bust you upside your head. Bust you upside. <laughs> Now that ain't in Isaiah 54, 17, but I wish it had been in there. <laughs> I'm sure he thought about it, just didn't put it down. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Good morning, Shirley. Good morning, Steve. <laughs> Carla Pharrell. Good morning, Steve. Hey, crew. Junior. Morning, Unc. What's up, Tommy Tom? Doggy dog. Don't have to mention this fool that's been singing. Good morning, Steve. Still in it. I want to sing some more. What for? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sing some more. Love and happiness. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh man, so <laughs> I like the way that. you come out though. It's, man. You just get tired and you just out. Yeah, I didn't feel like doing you that. Just that. Got he got wanted, to sing, he oh, wanted to sing some more. I didn't. Yes, it was good, <laughs> Steve. That was good stuff. It was great. Yeah, man. it was great. great. I'm just tired though. It took everything out you. <laughs> yeah, do something else. Long day yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, listen, uh, coming up at 32 after the hour, uh, we're going to play, switch it up a little bit and play a game we haven't played in a minute. It's called Are You Smarter Than Nephew yes. Tommy? It's you back. guys remember that. It is back. Yes. That's right, Junior. Nobody is. Yeah. Nobody uh, is. Well, this the usually ends up funny. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody get ready. We'll come back at 32 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, time for an early edition of Are You Smarter? The nephew, Tommy. Hey, can I say good luck to Tommy? Sure. Hey, can, can. I say good luck to Steve? Yeah. 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 Can I say Team Tommy all the way? All the way. Mm. Mm-hmm. All the way. Watch this, though. It's just going to turn so quick. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for the turn, too. It'll be good. <laughs> all right, you guys ready? I yeah, heard let's that go. they pick questions that specifically for you. Because they know all the actor and movie scene questions. They know all the And any hip-hop questions. They don't do anything just for me. But let's just see We actually don't. Um, here we go. Ezekiel Elliott plays for the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Running back. What 21. is Zeke's jersey number? <laughs> 21. I'm not 21. <laughs> what NFL team does Odell Beckham Jr. play for? Giants. The Giants. UPS is a delivery service. United what? Parcel, Parcel service. service. What two parts of your body would you find cuticles? Hands. Nails and feet. Feet. <laughs> feet, feet and hands. Gain and Tide are brands of what? Detergent. Wash and pop. What team won the 2018 World Series? Dodgers. Which co-host has a tattoo? Tommy. What legendary... <laughs> What legendary freedom fighter founded the National Action Network? Uh, 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 Al, Al Sharpton. Which iconic singer released Tyrone back in 1997? Which former Housewives of Atlanta star recently gave birth to her first child? I forgot. Portia. <laughs> Kenya. <Close. laughs> What's wrong, Team Tommy? Ooh, man, it's kind of like a business. I'm over here, though. You trying to root for Wow. All right, uh, I'm going to give the questions and the answers quickly. Okay, Ezekiel Elliott plays for the Dallas Cowboys. What is uh, his jersey number? That would be 21, number 21. That was Steve. What NFL team does Odell Beckham Jr. play for? New York Giants. That would be Mr. Harvey. Picked it. Uh, <laughs> UPS is a delivery service. What do you? What does UPS stand for? United Parcel Service. That would be Steve. Picked it. <laughs> what two parts of your body would you find cuticles? Hands and feet. Tommy. Tommy got mm. that one. Yeah, he did get that. Gain and tide. Really, really, if you play it back, I got. <laughs> Get, let <laughs> Gain and Tide are brands of what? Laundry wash detergent. <laughs> yes, yeah, Steve. Come on, tell <laughs> <the whole> country. <laughs> detergent. Said washing pot. Yes, you I did, man. Uh, Steve got that one. Uh, what team won the 2018 World Series? The Boston Red Sox. Uh, Tommy got Tommy. that one. Mm-hmm. Which co-host has a tattoo? Steve got that one, Tommy. Nephew Tommy. What show you was talking about? You just said co-host. I'm like, what show are we talking about? <laughs> oh, really? It's always this show first. Oh my god. <laughs> what, why are we talking about any other show? What legendary freedom fighter founded the National Action Network? Reverend Al Sharpton. That was Steve. You did. Uh, <laughs> I said Al Sharpton. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah, it was just a, a few beats off, Tommy. Junior, why are you not saying that? Uh, <laughs> which iconic singer released Tyrone back in 1997? Uh, Erica Badu is the answer. Steve Harvey got that one. And the last one was which former Housewives uh, of Atlanta star recently gave birth to her first child? 
I sure didn't know that. Yeah, that was uh, Kenya Moore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ain't Portia pregnant? Yeah, she's yes, pregnant. She is. She's pregnant. She yeah. Is. And and former is the key, is the clue in Try. that one. Former. Try to go ahead and say you finna tally. Say it. Yeah, I got a tally always. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the, the election shit. Yeah, we have to, yeah. We have to count every every. every Got to count Don't concede, Tommy. Don't concede. Don't concede. Don't concede. Don't concede. Or, or if you yeah. concede, take it back. Uh-uh. We'll don't, recount. Don't, yeah. don't concede, Tommy. All right. No, he lost. He could concede. Mm-mm, no. <laughs> We're gonna tally All right. This was up. really, really close, Steve. You got seven, and Tommy got two. Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. Oh. That was close. Closer than normal. That's wrong, sure. It's closer than normal. We're closer than normal. Yeah, you guys. I can't believe he got the one that the one thing you know you got, he got that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Junior. He didn't know. Carla, didn't know he got a chance. I told you. I, I was sitting here speechless. Oh, now. It's always this show first. Always. <laughs> oh, my but God. Steve said Tommy. I said, how come Tommy ain't saying Tommy? Steve said Tommy and was dead on, too. Yeah, Tommy. That nephew. I know. Steve said the Dodgers won the uh, World yeah, Series, though. No, the Dodgers won. You know what? The Dodgers <laughs> Which, thought they won, too, but don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Which co-host on the show has a tattoo? Tommy. Pink it. All right. Well, it was good to bring the game ah, back. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah very good. good. Yeah. Was yeah. Good, Are you man. smarter than nephew Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Uncle Steve yeah. is today. Yeah. yeah. He's smart today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Man. Still Jay, team you Tommy still though. Team Tommy? Still Team Tommy. Yes, yes, it's yes. Nothing yes. is going to ever change your mind. Just a minor setback. Minor setback. <laughs> I hear you. Now, now, that's loyalty right there. There's something to be said for loyalty. I like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Something to be said oh, for team that. Team Tommy yeah. all the way. That's what you call it, loyalty. <laughs> loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Be disloyal next hour. <laughs> I told you good luck, though. <laughs> yeah, you did. Before we started, yeah, you, did you did. Yeah. You did say that. Yeah. See, the thing with thing that happened to Tommy, y'all don't know. See, I, I don't really want to play him in this because I know what happened to him as a child. What happened to him? What do you mean? We're not bringing up my childhood. We're not going to do it. Well, Jesse, we're not going to do the whole childhood. Just the time that you fell off the washing machine. We're not doing that. He ain't quit no more. Who put him up there, Steve? Well, I did. He said he could fly, and I told him to show (laughs) you. Okay, we got to go. The King of Pranks is up next. Jumped his ass right off of there, too. (laughs) With uh, Run That Prank Back. Jesus. You wrong for that <laughs> right after this. <laughs> well, get on him, show me. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, former First Lady Michelle Obama will be our very special guest. Yeah. Woo, can't right. wait for that. Wow, wow. Yes. But That's right big now. Right there, yes, baby. it is. Yes, yeah. it is. Right yeah. now, though, it is time for the nephew to run that prank back. What you got, Neff? WVP. <laughs> That was pretty cool. Yeah. White Vote Patrol. (laughs) White Vote Patrol. This is when I call white people and ask them who they voted for. Mm -hmm. You sick of this? This one happens to be in Florida. Hello. Oh, Oh, man. Run it. Customer service. Uh, I'm trying to reach Sandy, please. This is Sandy. How can I help you? Hi, Sandy. Uh, Listen, I'm calling with uh, WVP. 
And um, you, you got a minute. I just wanted to see if, uh, if you don't mind. I, I know you're at work right now, but if you don't mind, you, I got, am at you work, got a minute. Yes. Um, okay, I have just a minute. Sure. Okay. So uh, you, you're in Florida, right? Yes. How can I help you? Yeah. Well, like I say, I'm with WVP, and we're trying to actually do a tally on uh, everything that just, just took place here in the midterm election. And we're trying to actually do a tally on everything. So I wanted to call in and see if I could get some uh, some information from you, if that's possible. Okay. Uh, uh, go ahead. Okay. What so is, what, we're what, try- what we're trying to do is, like I said, the midterm election has just passed. With WVP, we're trying to figure out exactly uh, who who did you vote for in the midterm election. You want to know who I voted for? Yeah. Yes. Like I said, this is WVP. What is WVP? Wait, you keep saying WVP. What is WVP? That's White Votes Patrol. White Votes Patrol. We're citizens of America. What? That's White Votes Patrol? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we want to see who you voted for in the midterm. Who, who did you vote for? What, is, what do you mean, who did I vote for? That's between me and the ballot box. Okay. That's not, like that's I, not for me. That's not something you can ask me. But, uh, I mean, but, but like I said, I'm with the Citizens of America. This is WVP. And what we're trying I'm to do I'm with the Citizens order- of America, too. And citizens don't have to tell anybody who they voted for. We want to know here uh, with WVP exactly who you voted for. Like I said. Well, what do you want to do with that information? What are you going to do with that information? What are you going to do? We're, Go- we're tallying up the information and making sure it's correct is what we're doing. How can you, what, against what? Tallying it, um, make sure against what? You have, you have uh, white white people's information and you're going to, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Okay, so are, are you. You don't ask people, you don't ask people who they voted for. Okay. That's, well, that's like part I of said, America. You can vote for whoever you want and you don't have to tell anybody. Okay, but this is WVP. We're a new organization. I can vote for an alligator if I want to. I don't okay. have to tell you or WVP or any VP. Okay. But, but like I said, we are white folk patrol, and we're trying to Well, say, who are you? What's your, what did you say your name was? My name is my, my name is uh, Brian. Brian? Yeah. Well, Brian, you should be ashamed of yourself calling people up and asking who they vote for and calling yourself white folk patrol. I don't call I don't I don't I don't do a black vote patrol. I don't do a a red vote patrol or a yellow vote patrol or a green vote patrol. It's it's un-American. Okay, it's un-American, but like I said, just for this particular tally that we're doing, we're needing it's to know. No, 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 no. There is no way I'm going to tell you who I voted for. Oh, yeah, you're going you're gonna to tell me who you voted for, lady. No, okay? I have not. Yes, no, I, I have not. I'm telling you, I am not going to tell you who I voted for. It's un-American. I don't have to, and you have no business asking me. So you have you know Are you ashamed of who you voted for? No, I am not ashamed who I voted for. Are you ashamed okay. who you voted for? I am not who ashamed of who I voted for. And I want you vote for, Brian. Well, I want to know, Sandy, who you voted for so I can make a tally of it. And we're calling people in Florida to see who they voted for. And I want to know where you work so I can call customer service there and lodge a complaint against you, because this is completely, probably unconstitutional. I don't really want to continue to go back and forth with you. Really, I'm, I got a lot of calls to make today. All I want well, to know, who did you vote for? You're pissing well, me is, off, okay? This is a completely racist call. I didn't want to go there, but this is 
really, really sick and racist to call white people and say, oh, who did you vote for? What, you want to know if I voted for somebody white or somebody black? Is that it? You want to yeah, know if I was yeah, the cause yeah, of Andrew Gillum yeah, Lindsay? Yeah, yeah, well, exactly I am what not going to tell you. It is none of your business. Okay. So, I'll tell but you But it what. is racist is what it is. Sandy, you and I can get along if you just give me the answers that I'm looking for. Well, then you and I are not going to get along and just get used to that. All right, great, great. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Do you have a lady in your office named Wanda? How do you know who's in my office? Who are oh, you? You, <laughs> you know how I know, Sandy? Because Wanda got me to prank phone call you. This is nephew Tommy from the oh, Steve Harvey Morning Show. I am going to get her back. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got me so mad. I'm still, you know, I'm so mad. Oh, <laughs> uh, she told me you guys been having big debates about the midterm, oh, and y'all been the whole office. This is the whole office. She better watch her back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me. <laughs> By the way, Tommy, just between you and me, I voted for Gillum. Oh, you did? See? Oh, yes, I did. Now you got it out of me. You happy? <laughs> All right, Sandy, you got, you got to give it to me, baby. What is the baddest radio show in the land? Baddest radio show in the land. The Steve Harvey radio show. You know how I know? Because Wanda has it playing in the office every morning. <laughs> You're going to kill it. <laughs> Did I go oh, too God. far, y'all? Yes, you yes. always do. Like I mean, too much. you think I went too far? You think? Yeah. Good. That's what I want to know. I just want to make sure I did my job. Mm-hmm. My job is to go too far. So mm-hmm. as long as I did that, we good. That's, that's, you did that. Oh, you want to like go too far. Yeah, you did that. But I, I, I kind of don't know. like you teasing white people. I really don't. That just does what, What's that, Team Tommy? What? kind of don't like him teasing white people. You know, I just, eh, you know. Oh, uh, Jay, you white what? people can be pranked, too. Everybody can yeah, be pranked, Jay. I'm just, yeah. Yeah, but if you on the... What? But if you on the uh, TWW, that don't sound good. <laughs> if you're on the what? T-Dust Jay's organization. What is Jay's organization? What is it? TWW, that's Team White Women. All right, up next in entertainment news, guys. Hip-hop artist Travis Scott builds an amusement park on stage, and we'll talk about our favorite concerts right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, former First Lady Michelle Obama will be our special guest. Yeah. Yes. But first, in entertainment news, in the last few years, A-list artists have taken their touring game to a whole new level with innovative stage design. Uh, Houston's own Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner's baby daddy, in case you didn't know, is the latest artist to push the envelope even farther by uh, constructing an amusement park ride on stage on which he can perform in between letting fans take joy rides. I love that. He posted a video, that is, right? He posted a video of the Ferris wheel type contraption that allows him to go in a 360 degree loop, hanging completely upside down at the top. 
Oh, that's wow. so scary. Wow. That's so wow. scary when it stops up there. <laughs> it is. It's just another way to make fans who bought tickets feel like they're really taking a trip to Astro World. Wow. So, Carla, Tommy, and Junior, you guys grew up in Houston. Uh, how, how was going to Astro World? What? Up? You loved that the thing. was the bar. It was the thing. It was the thing. Fright Every night? summer. Man. You, we, I, I had a summer pass. Yeah. Oh, yes. Really? Yes. yes. Uh-huh. And I had yeah. a cocaine. Yes. <laughs> That's what yeah. you yeah. Take that get cocaine and get $5 off. I oh. kept oh. cocaine. You had a cocaine. summer pass for what, Tommy? A summer pass where you could just go anytime you wanted to. To go oh, to what? Astro World. Uh-huh. To the amusement park, Steve. Amusement park. Oh, well, Mm -hmm. you know. How much was your pass? (laughs) I passed by what? What, Carl? A hundred some dollars? It was the the same as everyone else's. How how much was yours, Carl? Maybe about 50 or 60 for the summer. Oh, something like that. It was high back then to us. Back then, that was high. Yeah. Yeah. And I tried to get a job there. I could never Man, get hired at Astro. Never get hired at Boy, let me tell you something. When New Look Edition came out. Well, he didn't get hired at Astro. <laughs> why, why, Steve? Why? why? Yeah, he couldn't ride here to ride. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why his pass cost so damn much. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get past that stick on half them damn <laughs> You have to be yeah. this tight. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. World is gone. It's gone. It doesn't even yeah. exist it anymore. It's gone. Wow. You, just, you don't even know it was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a parking lot. Now. Well, thanks Devil to this show, I've replaced Astro World with Disney World. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Go big or go man, home. That's man, right. I can't wait to get to Disney. <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. Yeah. I'll be talking to Mickey like we've been friends for 30 years. What's up, Mick? <laughs> <laughs> and when Minnie strolls through. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. I love me some Minnie. Yeah. So, uh, Steve, today's fans expect more than uh, two turntables and a microphone on stage, uh, thanks to Travis Scott and others. Uh, so with how, how how much tickets cost now, uh, do you expect to see a show that's thrilling on all levels like back in the day? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Steve was the concept. Yes, nah, they, they yes. don't. Y'all ain't putting it out. The only yeah. one, I'm telling you, the, the one I've seen was J&B's concert. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but yeah. The technology is so different now. But yeah. nobody else really do what Earth Fire did. Woo, yes, they came oh out in them God. TPs, boy. Yeah. You Parliament, what about Parliament, Steve? Boy, man, get out of here, the mothership yeah. land that door. Yeah. Right yeah. of here, man. Mothership landed, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God. great shows. Great, and memory. all of them played their own songs. Oh, yeah. Erica Badu could do a great show. Jill Scott can put on a great mm-hmm. show. Frankie Beverly. Yeah. Frankie Beverly. Kim. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. Charlie Wilson, baby. Charlie Wilson. Lord, <laughs> it is fun when you go see what? him. Yeah, All right. Boy. You go see Charlie. <laughs> I wish I could do that. Do it again. <laughs> Whistle, yeah. Well, he whistleboard. That We're going to switch changed. gears, yeah. And uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much, everybody. This is Antrip with the news. Let's go. Firefighters in California continue battling huge blazes today. There are two deadly fires burning, one in the northern part of the state, the other in the southern part. California Fire Battalion Chief Matt Spellman says the aim is containment. We're all very exhausted, uh, but at this point, we have people depending on us. Uh, we have a job to do, and we're not going to stop until these fires are put out. So far, the campfire in north, in north of Sacramento has left more than 100,000 acres scorched. The other fires in the South, it's called the Wolseley Fire. That's in Ventura County. And so far, 44 people have been killed. 
that's the most of them in the campfire, and some 100 people are reported missing or unaccounted for, 44 people dead. That makes it the deadliest fire in California history. And while there are now 92 damaged buildings, they say 7,177 structures have been completely destroyed. Here we go again. Innocent black man has been shot dead by a white cop in suburban Chicago. 26-year-old Jamel Roberson working as a security guard in a club in the mostly black suburb of Robbins, Illinois. He was a church pianist, a singer. He wanted to become a cop. However, while he was holding down a suspect for the police at gunpoint, a guy that came into the club and started shooting people, White cops arriving from a white suburb called Mithlothian arrive. They shoot and kill Roberson without asking any questions. And that people at the scene yelled that Roberson was security. They kept saying he's security. As always, the cops say, oh, an investigation's underway. Jerome Roberson's family sad is suing. Automatic recounts still underway in three statewide races in Florida. However, officials in one major county said he might not be able to meet the deadline two days from now. All 67 Florida counties have until this Thursday afternoon to complete retabs in the races for governor, U.S. Senate, and state agriculture commissioner. However, election officials in Palm Beach County warned that while they're working around the clock, they might only be able to complete count on one contest by Thursday. Florida law says if a county fails to turn in and recount totals by the deadline, the results already on file stand. It now remains to see just which retabulated election results Palm Beach County is willing to turn in. Final results in the U.S. Senate race in Arizona are in. Democrat Kirsten Sinema becomes the first woman sent to the state from Arizona ever. The first Democrat elected to the Senate from Arizona in 30 years. And sad news, cartoonist Stan Lee, creator of Spider-Man, the Incredible Hulk, and other Marvel comic book heroes, has died at age 95. Stan Lee's superheroes became mythic parts of American culture by way of comic books and movies and TV series. And finally, it's Starter Rumor Day. Want to start one? <laughs> this has been Ann Tripp with the news. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, look, joining me now, as promised, everybody, I, I know you all been sitting there waiting. I told you the other day it was coming. Well, it's finally here. One of the most dynamic women that I know. Uh, she's a lawyer, an administrator. She's an author. And she has served as the first lady of the United States from 2009 to 2017. She's married to the 44th United States President Barack Obama and is the first African-American first lady. She's released an all-new book. It's called Becoming, and it's a story of hope, optimism, and a flame that just could not be extinguished. We miss her soul. Put your hands together, and anything (laughs) else you got that can clap for the first lady, Michelle Obama. Now, that's it. I need you on the road with me. Girl, you, take you me. To, you need to do that introduction at every venue. I, How are I, you, Steve? Man, <laughs> I, I'm doing fine. How are y'all doing? Are y'all having some fun? We are. We actually are. I mean, you know, not having the weight of the world on your shoulders every day. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's easy to have fun after that. You know, <laughs> everything is a, everything's a party. You know, just waking up. It's like, are you responsible for all that in the news? <laughs> nope. Okay, let's go back to sleep. <laughs> Man, and yeah. let me say something on behalf of all of us. And you can tell this your hus- to your husband. Man, we miss y'all. Yeah. Lord Jesus, we did not know how good y'all made it look. Yeah, we but had Barack no... made it. Barack made it look easy, didn't he? Man, he. <laughs> Everybody he... thought I could do it. 
Man, you know what? No, he no. he did it in such a way, and you did it in such a way. You had such an impact as the first lady. Cause let me just let let me just highlight some of the stuff that you did. Okay, this is the effect you had on this country as the first lady because of your programs. Forty-five million kids were eating healthier breakfasts and luncheons and lunches. Eleven million students were getting sixty minutes of physical activity every day, and you help to persuade businesses to hire more than one and a half million veterans and military spouses, all the while supporting your husband through his two history-making terms and raising two growing girls who I saw a photo of the other day. Uh, they were on the sofa doing an interview. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. They are gorgeous and smart. They took right after they mama. <laughs> You've got to be proud of your accomplishments. I, I am. I am. And sometimes it's, I think, uh, you know, it was actually a couple of days ago, uh, as the book was starting to leak and there were stories coming out, I, mm. I, I emailed my staff and we've been planning this tour and writing this book. And I was like, oh my God, this is a big deal. You know? And they were like, you just now realizing that? And it's like, <laughs> Who do I think I am? Writing a book? Being first lady? What's all this? <laughs> Coming up, more with the former first lady, Michelle Obama, at 34 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, you can continue. This is great right here. Continue your conversation with Michelle Obama, our first lady forever in our hearts. You know what? Let's talk about the book a little bit. This book has given me a moment to be able to step back and reflect on all that just happened. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's yes, I am proud. I, I'm, I'm proud of, uh, of my husband. I'm proud of us as a family, you know, and not just the girls, but grandma, you know. Um, yeah. You know, we we all got through this thing, and, and, I, and I think, you know, we, we, we did okay. So, no. No, no, you did way beyond okay. And I, I don't think we appreciated it fully until you left. Because your yeah. husband made it look he made it look effortless. I'm mm-hmm. what what a class, but what a class family. And yeah. you know, this mm-hmm. is really just uplifting the Obamas because man, you all were something that the nation could be proud of. As, as, as a family in the White House. And for that, we just say thank you so much. Well, thank you, Steve, and thank you. Thank, thank you to you and to your, your listeners because, uh, you know, you can't be great unless you've got a great support system, and we've had that from the beginning. So, you know, I want to thank everybody who said a prayer for us and who worked for us and everybody who voted in these past midterm elections. Voting does matter, by yes, the way. Let's not let that slip by. No. Voting matters. So, but thank you for that, Steve. That's very kind of you. This is like an amazing. First of all, it's going <laughs> to sit at number one on the New York Times bestseller list for 16 weeks minimum. <laughs> it could be more because I think this book is what we've been waiting for. Like you said, who do you think you ought to write a book? Well, I'll tell you what. It's the book we've been waiting on. Because in this new book, Becoming, you you talk so beautifully about the community that you grew up in, the importance of your family. Can can you share a little bit about the role of your family and and, and how it played and how your life unfolded? Yeah, I mean, I I say the book is a a story of an ordinary life uh, lived in an extraordinary way. Um, Because how (laughs) I grew up, as you know, 
is how millions of black folks grew up. You know, we grew up in a community, you know, where we lived with our family and our family was everybody. It was aunts mm-hmm. and uncles and grandparents and, you know, there was bidwits and jazz and <laughs> barbecue and, yeah. you know, love. Um, and uh, that's what fueled us, an expectation, you know, uh, even though, you know, I, my parents didn't go to college, my grandparents didn't go to college, they, they held up a bar, high bar for us as, 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 as people. Um, and, you know, we always felt an obligation to live up to that. I mean, to see my father who was disabled from the time I could remember him, you know, and seeing him getting up and going to work every day without complaint. I, I've talked about this throughout my, my time in politics. You know, it's hard to be half-baked when you are raised in a house by a man like that, mm. you know. Um, and every day, Steve, uh, I, I live to make my family proud uh, and my community proud. Um, but there's nothing new. You know this. You know, mm-hmm. there are communities like the one I grew up in all over this nation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just important for us to tell our stories because I think people think we don't exist. You know, <laughs> they've got what one image of what it means to be black. Um, they don't wow. know that we are so complex and we are so faithful and that we are so uh, linked to our family. Um, uh, you know, and, and that's why I, I'm proud to tell my story. Because I want people to know all of who I am so that they're not mistaken at all. And this book, you know, I I try to make it a a story so that it's not just a chronology of things, but it's a story of this little girl, Michelle Robinson, who grew up on the south side with a big brother, and she got into some fights, and she had some some challenges, and she went to public school, and she got hit in the mouth by a bully, and, you know, she, you know, and and it's it's a set of stories that I hope take people along a journey, because I get that question all the time. It's like, how did a girl from the south side of Chicago, wind up as first lady of the United States. And this is the answer to that, at least as I can see it. Coming up, more with the former first lady, Michelle Obama, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's today's Strawberry Letter, the subject, my wife and kids. Hmm. All right, Steve, you can continue your conversation with Michelle Obama. You know what? You said something a minute ago. You said that your parents raised you and they set the bar high. Mm-hmm. Is, is That has to be a part of your what has now become your famous slogan that says, when they go low, we go high. Mm-hmm. That's got yeah. to be behind that. Well, you know, it is, you know, you know, because it's not just the house we lived in, the community. We lived with values, you know. My parents lived out the values that they believed in. Your word, your bond, you know. You know, they, they kept their word. When they promised us something, they made it happen. If they right. couldn't do it, they put it out on the table, you know. My father was the kind of father, you know, my brother asked him, were we rich one day? And he went and took, he got his paycheck, cashed it all, got it all in ones, brought it down on the kitchen table and laid out all the bills that he had to pay. And he put money down on each bill to cover it. Uh, And then he showed my brother what was left (laughs) after all the bills were paid. 
And then he said, now you tell me, do you think we're rich? Um, that's the kind of yeah. teacher my father was. You know, he wasn't in your face. He, he loved us deeply. And the other thing for me, Steve, and I don't, I don't want, I want the men to hear this. Mm-hmm. For me, having a father and a brother, men in my life who mm. adored me, you know, and respected me. Mm. Um, when I, when my brother learned to box, I learned to box. <laughs> when my brother learned to throw a ball, I learned to throw a ball. Mm. I was not a second-class citizen among the men in my household. I was an equal. My voice meant something to my father. Um, and, and it's important for, for men out there to understand, Steve, you know this as a father mm-hmm. to g- daughters. You know, having a, a a strong man who loves you deeply and a brother who loves you deeply who would do anything for you, mm-hmm. that that just, that, that, I, I, I think that armed me and equipped me and made me ready for anything. Wow. You know. You know, that does give you something special, doesn't it? Because mm-hmm. it's, and what you're saying is really important because it's important for men to understand that even if your relationship with your child's mother is strained. Mm -hmm. The importance of you remaining active Mm -hmm. and available Mm -hmm. in that child's life is absolutely priceless. And it is particularly priceless for the girl. Not not saying that it doesn't matter for sons, but um, me having strong men in my life, you know, role models. And, and, you know, I was fortunate. I had, I had men all around me. My, my, both my grandparents, my, my grandparents, my grandfathers were alive. I grew up with them. You know, um, my uncles, I had tons of uncles, tons of male cousins. My best, our best cousins were two boys and we would box and roll around. And, you know, I was right up in there with them. And I think that gave me a level of confidence, you know, when I had to go out in the world and tackle things that, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I knew I, I, I could, I could uh, hold my own. Um, and sometimes we underestimate that. And I, I think it's important for, you know, parents out there, especially when you're wondering how do you raise strong girls, they need mm-hmm. to have strong men in their lives who Absolutely. love them and take care of them and nurture them. You know, I, I think about the number of girls who grow up and suffer from abuse, whether it's physical or emotional, they suffer at the hands, you know, and that and, and that causes a ding in, in the psyche of a woman mm-hmm. uh, that can really mess us up. Um, so they, they got to be protected uh, growing up. And I had that. Yeah. Let me ask you one other question, because I know you're busy. I know you're pushing everything. How'd you come up with the title Becoming? You know, it just... It, it, it just appeared, you know, we, you know, I was sitting down with my, my, uh, the, the team of, of, of folks that, uh, I would bounce stuff off of. And we were like, we got to come up with a title for this book. You know, we played around. I, I was starting to do like a blooper reel of titles, but I can't, we never wrote them down. Um, and one of the, the folks said, what about becoming? And immediately I was like, that's it. Because that's what the story is. It's you know, it, it, becoming is it, it, it's it, it's constantly evolving. You know, that's mm-hmm. what my what, you know what I'm trying to sort of explain in the title that we we never reach a place where we just are and that's it. You know, I start the the book off where you know when I'm little I say one of the questions I hate the most is what are you going to be when you grow up. 
you know, it's the dumbest question you can have ask a kid is if you grow up and become something and that's the end. You right. know, it's 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 not finite. Life is a continuum, you know, and I, I find that I'm evolving now. I haven't become all that I'm going to be. I've got a whole nother chapter or two left. Exactly. Um, and, and how sad would it be if, if there wasn't more left? Um, wow. So we are all in the process of becoming. Um, so that, that's where it came. It just all seemed to fall into place. No, I, I think that's absolutely it. I feel the same way. I've, I've uh, I watched this video of you about this upcoming book. I watched this 10-minute mm-hmm. video. I was so mm-hmm. moved by it. I think Becoming is the perfect name for the book. I think it's going to inspire so many people. And, and, and what, what I want people to know is that this book is available today. Uh, it's in both print at every bookstore that sells books. And it's in digital formats. So Kindle, Amazon, however you do it. You can download the book on iTunes. It don't matter. You can go get it. And it's and published. And I recorded the book myself. Oh, you did the voice? voice. Mm-hmm. I tried that. You know how, boy, you know they stopped me after it's 40 exhausting. minutes. Michelle, they stopped me after 40 minutes. They said, sir, sir, you, you can't sound like that. <laughs> I, I wasn't talking proper enough. They had to cut off mine. They, they stopped They were mine. like, what? What is that? No, yeah. we can't understand that. Yeah, yeah. Look at here don't sound good. If you didn't Yeah, look at here is not for uh, digital. It's not in the book. That's not in the English dictionary. Well, I... <laughs> You know what? Well, I recorded. I recorded the whole book. I got through the whole thing. You know what? I'm. I'm. I'm gonna get the audio then because that Please. that would be fascinating for me. I'm well, gonna get the audio. I want you to get it, and then I want you to tell me what you think. Because I'm, I'm a, sending. I'm sending you a copy for sure. Well, do it because you know I'm gonna chop it up and put excerpts on the radio show. Oh, I'm. You okay. called the right man. <laughs> oh, I'm finna blow this up. I ain't got nothing else to do. I ain't read but six books. <laughs> well, you don't. You don't have anything else to do, Steve. You got like eight hundred jobs. Girl, I'm trying to get. I'm. I'm. I'm like you. I'm becoming. I'm. I'm trying to get myself together. At you are trying to become everything. Man, I. I, I need it because I, I. I found out something. I was uh, having a real uh, allergic reactions, and I didn't know it. And I discovered it about. I think it's maybe 20 years ago, 15. I'm actually allergic to poverty. And it was causing me so many problems. I said, I got to end this. And so I just started saying yes to everything. <laughs> hey, listen, we're going to get this book. The book is Becoming. It's available today in both print and digital formats. It's published in 24 languages. We have a copy of it. Uh, Michelle Obama, we miss you, your husband, and your family. Lord have mercy. We wish y'all was back, but then I really don't because I want you all to take this phase of your life and go and do something else and enjoy it, and we'll deal with whatever's left. We'll, we'll make it work. We love you. There'll be a lot left. Thank you, yeah. Steve. I love you so much. Thank you so much. Michelle Obama, everybody. First lady in the building. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it is time for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, on sex, on dating, on work, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to Steve Harvey FM and click Submit Strawberry Letter. And I like when Steve tells you. Go ahead, Steve. You know, Shirley, I, I don't. I want you to stop <laughs> asking me. Now, you said it once. Don't ask me no more about oh, these Steve. letters. Steve. 
That's how we're going to do it from now on. And I'm going to put it in the show that you not ask me that anymore. And why, why, why is <laughs> that a problem? Because I don't want to be, I don't care. <laughs> well, how about we Write do this? Write us a letter or don't. <laughs> Attitude. Man. <laughs> well, I'm glad they still Should've write been them. Here trying to help you. Yeah, people have issues, Steve. They want to hear from us. That's all. Buckle up. Hold on tight. Here it is. Strawberry letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, my wife and kids. Dear Stephen Shirley, this is probably the hardest decision I've ever had to make. I have two teenage children, and their mother and I separated uh, 10 years ago. But I have maintained a solid co-parenting relationship. Five years ago, I got remarried, and my new wife seemed to accept my children and played a decent role as a stepmom. That didn't last long, and she eventually started treating them poorly. My teenagers became increasingly uncomfortable when they came over for the weekend. Over time, things have gotten worse, and my children started making excuses not to come over. My mother-in-law has come to live with us temporarily, and she has added fuel to the fire by saying that my children are getting older and don't need to come over as often as they used to. And since my mother-in-law is there, my wife says there's no room for the kids on the weekends. I've told my wife that her mother is not going to live with us permanently, but my children will forever be a part of our lives. My wife and my mother-in-law are depriving me of quality time with my children. I told her that our home will always be open to my children, whether she likes it or not. I'm tired of arguing about it, so I've decided it's time for me to go because my sole responsibility in life is to my children. No matter how much I love my wife, I would never put her before my children. I have told her that I want a divorce because I will not live without my children. My wife does not seem to care how this affects me. So I need to know, am I wrong for deciding to leave this woman? How would you handle this situation? Please help. Wow. My wife and kids, uh, aptly titled, I would say. But, um, yeah, your wife is the issue here because she wants to separate you and your children. Now, as far as putting your kids first and all of that, you know, if you want to get biblical, it says, um, you know, leave when you get married, leave and cleave. But your kids were there before your wife. So, you know, this is a problem because um, you're letting your wife dictate um, how you should what kind of relationship you you have with your kids and uh, the kind of relationship that you have with them is wrong because they're constantly getting pushed out of your life. I'm glad you took a stand. I'm glad you stepped up and stood up to your wife. And, uh, you know, I don't necessarily know if divorce is the, the way to go in this situation, but you guys definitely, definitely need uh, to work on this marriage here. I, I mean, you know, I, I hate this because it's breaking up a family and not just one family, but two families. And your mother-in-law is there and she's adding fuel to the fire. You guys really need to to talk about this situation. I don't know if you have already, but uh, you really need to talk because your your kids are the ones that are losing out of precious time, like you say, with their father. And they need that. No matter how old they are, you'll always be their father. Um, I think divorce is taking it too far right now before you guys sit down and talk about it, though. Steve? Well, I think they've had lots of talks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing has gotten worse over time. Things have gotten worse, and your children started making excuses not to come over because kids get older, they get smarter. 
she mistreat us. She don't want us over there. So they done started making excuses. Now, my mother-in-law, your mother-in-law has come to live with us temporarily. And she didn't add a few to the fire by saying that my children are getting older and don't need to come over as often as they used to. Now, see, your ass is the one that's too old. See, the mother-in-law, she the one that got older and don't need to be there. See, that's the one. That 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 see that that my mother-in-law has come to live with us temporarily. And she's added by saying that my children are getting older and don't need to come over as often as they used to. She the one don't need to be over there often. The mother-in-law don't. So I found that disturbing. Then your wife says there's no room for the kids on the weekends because her mama there. Wait, hold up, hold up. I can't see my kids because your mama here. Your wife and mother-in-law are depriving you of quality time with your children. And then you told her that your home always got to be open to the kids. See, I'm, I'm with this guy right here. I'm tired of arguing about it, so I've decided it's time for me to go. See, Shirley, I think they've discussed this many times. And the discussions then turn into arguments. Well, I don't want him over here. The man want to see his kids. She don't want him over here. Now, what type of woman, listen to what I'm about to say to y'all, Carol. What type of woman stops a man from being with his kids? You want me to tell you what type? A lot of them. Really? There are a lot, Shirley. You would be stunned Yeah. how many women out there are making it hard for a man to have a relationship with his children because she feels as she don't want to be the attachment to the ex-wife or the woman. She don't want them kids in here interfering what they got going. Maybe she don't want them around their kids. It is a lot of women who do this. And it is sad. Because, man, when a man wants to take care of his children, there's nothing worse than you being his wife stopping him from doing that. Now, even your mammy that came over there talking about some damn. Come, <laughs> mammy. <laughs> Mama-in-law. This is exactly who I'm talking about. Laying up in here eating crackling and cornbread and some damn buttermilk. Talking about it's, it's too, there's no room for these kids. They too old to come over here. They don't need to come over as often as they used to. They're getting older. Your ass the one that's old. But what, Shirley? I'm just saying, how old? You know, you never get too old to go see your parents. What is that? However old they are. Yeah. What difference do it make? Now nah, they can't come over no more. But the mom-in-law over there. Right. Now the man said he done talked about her. He tired of arguing about it. He figured it's time for him to go. It's a divorce. Now, he says something that you touched on and we'll get into. I would never put her in front of my kids. Yeah. All right, Steve. Uh, let's you got a problem. Let's take a break here. Uh, we'll be back at 23 after the hour with part two of your response to my wife and kids right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Steve, let's recap today's letter. My wife oh, this and dude's, kids. Oh, uh, this uh, wife don't want the kids over there no more. And then the uh, mom and law and moved in. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Now, this man can't have a relationship with his kids because mm-hmm. of his mother-in-law, mm-hmm. uh, Irma, over there. Her name is Irma? 
that's what the name I picked. Hmm. Told my wife that her mama not gonna be living with us permanently, but my children would ever be in our lives forever. My wife and mother-in-law depriving me of quality time with my children. And I told her our home will always be open to my children, whether she likes it or not. And I'm tired of arguing about it, so I done decided it's time for me to go. Because my sole responsibility in life is to my children. No matter how much I love my wife, well, we really got more responsibilities than our children. The sad part is your mother-in-law and wife don't want you to have a relationship with your kid. And that's so sad. That is so sad. It is, Steve. And I would never put her before my children. Well, because she making you choose. And I've told her that I want a divorce because I will not live without my children. And now your wife don't seem to care how this affects me. Well, she love her mama, let her live with her mama. Her mama there. Mm-hmm. Live with your mama. You got who you want. So I need to know, am I wrong for deciding to leave this woman? I bye. <laughs> you don't need no counseling. You're married to Eva Heifer. <laughs> and her mama Eva. <laughs> and she got it from her mama because her mama ain't even girl. You need to let this man have the life with these kids. No, she hadn't fueled to the fire. Leave both of them. Man, go on where you going. Because you ain't going to be happy, man, feeling like you done, you, done, you done left your kids. So doggone shame, man. Yeah. But I promise you, you'll be able to find a woman to be accepting of you and them kids. But he, he's going to be a little hesitant, don't you think, now, Steve? Because she was with it at first, and then she changed, wifey. Man, please. Uh, you been here already? I done been in everything. I walk out of there so fast. <laughs> Bye. Go walking in and kiss her and Irma. <laughs> Come on over here, Irma. Don't scoot away from me. <laughs> you know you want to buy a kiss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I like to only leave. Yeah. Be out, huh? I'd be out. Be Don't make no sense. Okay. I ain't doing this with you. And you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. I'm really what? not. She's wrong. You shouldn't. Yeah, that's just evil. Yeah. We ain't doing this, man. Listen to the two dudes that have had some divorces. We not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> experience. <laughs> yeah, can't beat that. Got knowledge and experience. Wow. I, yeah. you know, I feel, I, I, I do feel badly for the kids. I do, cause they don't even want to come over, and they make excuses. Yeah. They make excuses. And this woman, this crazy. Won't let this man have a relationship with his children. That's crazy. First, she seemed to accept the children and played a decent role as stepmom, but that didn't last long, it says. Right. So down, that's it. Mm-mm. Time for a reenactment. Okay. Oh, man. I'm ready. Jay, the girl. Always. We know. Jay, you the always. wife don't want the kids over. Let's go. I'm always ready. Hey baby, hey baby, the need, kids I, coming over this weekend. I need a name. I need a name first. Earlene. Earlene, love it. Earlene and Stanley. Mm-hmm. Earlene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Earlene, the kids coming over this weekend. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, they're not coming over here. We already ran over this, Stanley, several times. This is our house, not your kids in our house. 
is not coming over here. Well, listen to me, baby. Baby, we talked about this bunch of times. Told you, I don't. I, I won't have a relationship with my I kids. I don't want to hear that. And this, you're gonna either have to choose between me or your kids. Oh, I ain't, I ain't no, ain't, 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 ain't no problem. Mm-hmm. Now you done took this, you done took this right reenactment right up to the end. Yeah, well, let's go. So to now the end. we had to divorce already. Either you want me or you want them damn kids. Your well, kids I want the me, kids. So. I want back. the kids. All y'all just gone by, gone about your business. No, ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. Be, this relationship is not going to work with you, me, and your kids. No, 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 no. It's me, you, the kids, and your mammy. That's why it ain't whoa, working. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. My mama? Yeah, that's her. You going to insult my mama? Yeah, that's her. Oh, my God. That's her. I have never... That's why ever, we can't even keep the ever. refrigerator cool because she's standing in it all day. Oh, because you're going to sit there and disrespect me and my mama? Your you? mama don't like my kids and been my in here adding fuel like to the kids. My mama don't like you. My mama don't like nothing about you, but you're not going to disrespect my mama. My mama? Ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. That's oh, why my. That's why we getting uh-huh. a divorce oh. right there. Do, right I, look, there. do I look shocked and hurt? Oh, early. Oh, man. Uh-oh, early. No, I don't. Do you see a tear in my eye? No, and I I, I don't want to be no tear in your do eye. I look, do I look like I'm upset because you and your little raggedy mouth kids is leaving? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh-huh. My kids got raggedy mouth. All right. Have you seen Every your mama mouth? <laughs> Have you seen your mama mouth? All your kids' mouth look like a phone bill, just all full of holes. <laughs> wow. 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 Yeah, you, well, 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 how about this, though? At least my kids got teeth. It's real, isn't it? Your mama ain't got a tooth in her head. Mm. And the one she do have, she need to get it took out. (laughs) Cause it look crazy sitting up in there all alone. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? When y'all leave, y'all won't have to see that one day. All right, it's time to go, guys. <laughs> Email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's strawberry letter at Steve Harvey FM. And listen, coming up in 10 minutes, we have a message for the people of the great state of Mississippi concerning this runoff election. Please listen carefully. All right, we'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. A day after footage emerged of U.S. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith, a Republican out of Mississippi, making laughing comments about going to a public hanging. Her African-American Democratic opponent, Mike Espy, responded on Monday, calling the statement awful and tone deaf. All right. Uh, In a video of a Tupelo, Mississippi campaign stop released on Sunday, uh, Cindy Hyde-Smith said she'd attend even a public hanging if invited by the cattle rancher with whom she met that day. She said, I'd be on the front row. She was laughing when she said that. The video quickly went viral. Uh, Cindy Hyde-Smith faces a runoff election against Mike Espy on um, uh, Espy on uh, November 27th. You know what? Uh, it's a doggone shame that this country is in this type of thing. It's, it's, it's like we're taking steps back. Yeah. And we're taking steps back. Because of the rhetoric that's coming from the White House. Mm -hmm. See, you get a chance to grow 
if you could start squashing some things silently. But once the silence is taken away and you can publicly say what you want to say with no repercussions, yeah, then right. mm-hmm. it sends another message to those behind you, younger people. Hey, it's back to business as usual. That's why I've always hated the phrase, make America great again, because you want to go back to when? Because right now we keep going back to what we thought was a day gone by. And now this woman, Cindy Smith, Cindy Hyde Smith, uh that's running against this African-American man in Mississippi, for her to make such an insensitive remark. Yeah. I mean, totally insensitive. Why would you... What? And then nothing what? happens, though. Yeah. All public hangings have been, they... and we know why. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So now for you to say this, that you would follow this man if he had a public hanging, you'd be sitting on the front row of it. Who does that? Why would we want an elected official that's okay with the public hanging? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, and laughing about it. You, lady, think because your president has gotten away with this, that it's okay for you. But we're going to put a stop to some of this because the power of the vote is real. Yes, it is. This runoff in Mississippi, we're going to get serious about this candidate. We're going to show up in numbers because I got news for you. There are non-African Americans who don't agree with this type of rhetoric. True. That's, there right. Are. That's, That's right. right. That's right. That's right. That's, they are. It's not a broad sweeping statement about how non-African Americans feel. No, it's you making asinine remarks because you think it's okay now. Because you can take your gloves off and do these jokes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm telling you, man, it's not okay. And you shouldn't be allowed. And we can, and we can do something about this uh, Cindy Hyde Smith in Mississippi. We can do something with. We can do something about you with the vote in the. When is the runoff? Twenty seventh of November of this you, month. You're not getting in. That's okay. right. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's what right. I'm talking about. Let's yeah. claim it, baby. Yeah. Shut mm-hmm. it down. Let's no. claim it. See, mm-hmm. the runoff is what day? November twenty seventh. What is that? The day after Thanksgiving? No, Thanksgiving no. is the twenty second, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's the week after, Steve. Listen to me. You're not Tuesday. getting in office. Because we don't want that. We don't want that in the United States. We don't we don't want it in Mississippi. Those days of Mississippi burning, they over with. The, right. the, the the freedom riders, what was done to those people, those days are done. You can't do that anymore. You know, I hate to tell you this. The majority of your football team at Mississippi State and Ole Miss happen to be, happen to be African American men and women. Yeah. That's who they happen to be. In spite of your past, you have found out that you really need these people. That these people make valuable contributions to the to the economy of Mississippi, to the welfare of Mississippi. So Cindy Hyde Smith, you're not going to be in office. We're not going to sit here and let it happen. We're not voting for you because of that racist statement you made. We don't need no more of that in office. We got enough of that. Ooh. Yes, we do. Ooh, ain't That's say true. Yeah. 100. Yes. Y'all get out and vote, yeah. Sip. Let's get it done. Mississippi, let's get to the polls. We're not putting up with this. Mm-mm. Black or white, we're not tolerating this. This is not who we are. 
This ain't who Mississippi continues to be. Mississippi has made some strides. You're not, you're not going to take us back. You're not going to do it. That's right. You're not taking us back. We don't care what you say. The audacity. Not, I mean, the nerve. I know. In 2018, I, I know. The it's, nerve. It's, and then they were clapping. Yeah, the people the, on the video. It's really loud because it was a train going by. Mm-hmm. I would play it for you, but you can't really hear what she was saying. But then they clapping for her. But yeah. then she's <laughs> laughing and she's saying it. Well, she's I, making yeah. people think this all right, and this is where the tension come, mm-hmm. and this where it's going to yeah. get mm-hmm. physical. So they clap later. for the president when he make ignorant remarks. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, they do. Disgusting. Yeah, it really is. Sick of this. Yeah. Hatred. So, you know, Mississippi, vote for Mike Espy. Okay, the That's Democrat. Right. He's your candidate. Yes. Yeah. Period. November 27th. She so can't be Tuesday. representative of who you truly are. She can't right. be. Mm-mm. I just refuse to believe that. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some people who that's not going to sway. I got it. But it's enough of us who will. Mm-hmm. So that's who we going with. That's mm-hmm. right. It, it's a shame. This is, this is 2018, getting ready to be 2019. But here we are again. The tension just don't stop, though, man. No. It's like The hatred and the it racism. It don't stop. Like, you know, I, try oh, to yeah. turn it, I try to turn the TV now because it's too tense. Yeah. It's stressful. It's just mm-hmm. No, I don't turn on TV. You keep I, looking I at it, huh? Right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I get with it. Anyway, that was... yeah, <sighs> crazy. All right, well, all right. Coming up, uh, the encore presentation of Steve's interview with First Lady Michelle Obama, our First Lady. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, look, joining me now, as promised, everybody, one of the most dynamic women that I know. Uh, She's a lawyer, an administrator, she's an author, and she has served as the First Lady of the United States from 2009 to 2017. She's married to the 44th United States President Barack Obama and is the first African-American First Lady. She's released an all-new book. It's called Becoming. And it's a story of hope, optimism, and a flame that just could not be extinguished. We miss her soul. Put your hands together for the <laughs> First Lady, Michelle Obama. <laughs> now, that's it. I need you on the road with me. Girl, you, take you me. To, you need to do that introduction at every venue. I, How are I, you, Steve? Man, <laughs> I, I'm doing fine. How are y'all doing? Are y'all having some fun? We are. We actually are. I mean, you know, not having the weight of the world on your shoulders every day. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's easy to have fun after that. You know, everything is a, everything's a party. You know, just waking up, it's like, are you responsible for all that in the news? Nope. Okay, let's go back to sleep. Man, and yeah. let me say something on behalf of all of us. And you can tell this your hus- to your husband. Man, we miss y'all. Yeah. Lord Jesus, we did not know how good y'all made it look. Yeah, we but had Barack no... made it. Barack made it look easy, didn't he? Man, he. Everybody he, thought I could do it. Like, man, mm, you know what? No, he no. he did it in such a way, and you did it in such a way. You had such an impact as the first lady. Cause let me just let let me just highlight some of the stuff that you did. Okay, this is the effect you had on this country as the first lady because of your programs. 45 million kids were eating healthier breakfasts and lunches. And lunches. 11 million students were getting 60 minutes of physical activity 
every day, and you help to persuade businesses to hire more than one and a half million veterans and military spouses, all the while supporting your husband through his two history-making terms and raising two growing girls. You've got to be proud of your accomplishments. I, I am. I am. And sometimes, it's, I think, uh, you know, it was actually a couple of days ago, the book was starting to leak and there were stories coming out. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a big deal. You know, and they were like, you just now realizing that? And it's like, who do I think I am? Writing a book? Being first lady? What's all this? <laughs> you know what? Let's talk about the book a little bit. This, uh, this book has given me a moment to be able to step back and reflect on all that just happened. Yes, I am proud. I'm proud of uh, my husband. I'm proud of us as a family and not just the girls, but grandma. You know, um, yeah. we all got through this thing. And, and, I, and I think, you know, we, we did OK. So no, you did way <laughs> beyond. Okay. And I, I don't think we appreciated it fully until you left. Because your yeah. husband, he made it look effortless. Um, mm -hmm. what, what a class, but what a class family. And, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. this is really just uplifting the Obamas because, man, you all were something that the nation could be proud of as, as, as a family in the White House. And for that, we just say thank you so much. Well, thank you, Steve, and thank you. Thank, thank you to you and to your listeners because, you know, you can't be great unless you got a great support system, and we've had that from the beginning. So, you know, I want to thank everybody who said a prayer for us and who worked for us and everybody who voted in these past midterm elections. Voting does matter, by yes, the way. Yes, it does. Let's not let that slip by. No. Voting matters. So, but thank you for that, Steve. That's very kind of you. Can, can you share a little bit about the role of your family and, and, and oh. how it played and how your life unfolded? Yeah, I mean, I, I say the book is a, a story of an ordinary life uh, lived in an extraordinary way. Um, because how <laughs> I grew up, as you know, is how millions of black folks grew up. You know, we grew up in a community, you know, where we lived with our family, and our family was everybody. It was aunts mm -hmm. and uncles and grandparents, and, you know, there was bidwits and jazz and <laughs> barbecue and, yeah. you know, love. Um, and uh, that's what fueled us, an expectation, you know. Uh, even though my parents didn't go to college, my grandparents didn't go to college, they, they held up a bar, high bar for us as, 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 as people. Um, and, you know, we always felt an obligation to live up to that. I mean, to see my father, who was disabled from the time I could remember him, you know, and seeing him getting up and going to work every day without complaint. I, I've talked about this throughout my, my time in politics. You know, it's hard to be half-baked when you are raised in a house by a man like that. You know, um, and every day, Steve, uh, I, I live to make my family proud uh, and my community proud. Mm -hmm. um, it's just important for us to tell our stories because I think people think we don't exist. You know, they've got what one image of what it means to be black. They don't wow. know that we are so complex and we are so faithful and that we are so uh, linked to our family. Um, uh, you know, and, and that's why I, I'm proud to tell my story because I want people to know all of who I am so that they're mm. not mistaken at all wow. and this book 
you know, I, I try to make it a, a, a story so that it's not just a chronology of things, but it's a story of this little girl, Michelle Robinson, who grew up on the South Side with a big brother, and she got into some fights, and she had some some challenges, and she went to public school, and she got hit in the mouth by a bully, and you know, she, you know, and and it's a, it's a set of stories that I hope take people along a journey because I get that question all the time. It's like, how did a girl from the South Side of Chicago wind up as first lady of the United States and this is the answer to that at least as I can see it the book is becoming it's available today in both print and digital formats it's published in 24 languages Michelle Obama we miss you your husband and your family Lord have mercy we wish y'all was back but then I really don't because I want you all to take this phase of your life and go and do something else and enjoy we'll, we'll make it work we love you there'll be a lot left Thank you, Steve. I love you so much. Thank you so much. Michelle Obama, everybody. First lady in the building. Coming up, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, police in New Mexico have charged comedian George Lopez with battery stemming from an altercation he had last month with a Trump supporter. The incident occurred as George was leaving a Hooters restaurant. A video taken inside the restaurant shows a man goading Lopez by yelling MAGA at him. Uh, You know, make America great again. Uh, Lopez wasn't amused and didn't appreciate that the man was filming him on his phone. So he swiped the phone out of his hand and grabbed him by the neck. The man then repeatedly said, George wants to fight me. George wants to fight me. Police investigated and decided to change uh, to charge Lopez with misdemeanor battery, and uh, he'll have to appear in court next month. See, what? Now, that's, what? that's messed up. Yeah. At the same time, we have to try to be cool. But, man, people get on your last damn nerves sometimes, yeah. man, with that. You know, you're just going to hit, man, George just in Hooters trying to eat like everybody else. Now, you're going to film in MAGO, Make America Great Again. Man, tell me. Mm-hmm. What that? Yeah. What that means? You, don't let the president get your ass whooped, right? <laughs> That's you guys' favorite. Slow but how do you get mad at buttons. Hooters? Yeah, That's was. just yeah. not a place to get angry down at Hooters. I ain't yeah. never been angry at Hooters. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> All that breast down there? I mean, chicken breast? Yeah. Down yeah. And wings. <laughs> get it right, Jay. Get it right. And thighs. <laughs> you in here want to film On shorts, baby. <laughs> No, you don't get mad. You got to you have to contain yourself. You really have to. You really have to. But then the police charge George though. That's the crazy part. Because he's the biggest in the in uh, the argument. That's yeah. what it is. You mm-hmm. know, you know that's the way they go with it all. I'm not really a Hooters guy, to be honest with you. You don't? Mm. You don't go to Hooters though? No. Yeah, we're gonna have to take you to Hooters. I I've been to Hooters, Hooters quite a few times. I just I don't You're get Greek. it. Yeah. You'll get it. When you go with me, you're going to get it. I tell you that. I'm going to show you how to get it. We're going to eat well, some they crab legs. They, they have sort of a knockoff for a black restaurant. It's called Breast and Thighs. It's over in um... <laughs> <laughs> Camp Creek, it's like, Atlanta. <laughs> it's in Atlanta. It's just yeah. Breast and Thighs. <laughs> <sighs> Breast and Thighs. <laughs> Who work in there, Jay? What they wear? Yeah. I, I ain't never had any of the food. I just go there to look. <laughs> you're at a restaurant and you're not ordering anything? <laughs> He's creepy. <laughs> <laughs>
But you know what? These people are just out of control. It's, though. What's going yeah, on they with are. the yeah. politics? Yeah. And yeah. They just can. They think they can say anything to you and just push a button. But the yeah, president has made his followers so evil. They're just like like they're looking for something. Yeah. yeah. Right? yeah. I don't know yeah. the word for it. Mm. Emboldened. Yeah. 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 They feel. Yeah. They I mean, they are. I mean, if you're in a bank and you you like you say excuse me, they act as if they don't hear you. But if you say excuse me and then put cursing behind it, somehow their hearing clears up. And they <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can help you hear real well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. 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 He's made everybody angry and on edge. He, it's his fault, and he. Yeah. His rhetoric. Yeah. yeah. And we love George, and George is a yeah, cool guy. Yeah. George is yeah. real cool. Yeah, he's a cool he's guy. Real cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know the guy pushed his buttons if he if George yeah. went there like this. Yeah. But in his face recording and all of that. Yeah, so that's yeah, what right. Mm-hmm. right. Not order for that. That's wrong. Totally Very much so. Very much so. George wants to fight me. George wants to fight you. Yeah, now. Okay. Um, we got to go, though. Um, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In the last few years, A-list artists have taken their touring game to a whole new level with innovative stage design. Uh, Houston's own Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner's baby daddy, in case you didn't know, is the latest artist to push the envelope even farther by uh, constructing an amusement park ride on stage on which he can perform in between letting fans take joy rides. I love that. He posted a video. That is, right? He posted a video of the Ferris wheel-type contraption that allows him to go in a 360-degree loop, hanging completely upside down at the top. Oh, that's so scary. That's so scary when it stops up there. (laughs) It is. It's just another way to make fans who bought tickets feel like they're really taking a trip to Astro World. Wow. So, Carla, Tommy, and Junior, you guys grew up in Houston. Uh, how was going to Astro World? What? Up? You loved that the was the bar. It was the thing. It was the thing. Every night? summer, man. Yeah. You, we, I, I had a summer pass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And I had yeah. a cocaine. Yes. <laughs> That's what yeah. you yeah. Take that cocaine, get five dollars off. Oh. I kept oh. cocaine. You had a cocaine. summer pass for what, Tommy? A summer pass where you could just go anytime you wanted to. To go for to Astro World. Uh-huh. Amusement to the park. amusement park, Steve. The amusement park. Oh, well, mm-hmm. you know, that, that. how much was your pass? <laughs> I passed by what? What, Carla? A hundred something dollars for the It was the, the same summer? as everyone else's. Yeah, how, how much was yours, Carla? 50 or 60 for the summer. It was high it was back high. then to us. Back yeah, then, that was high. And I tried to get a job there. I could never Man, get hired at Astro. could never get hired at Astro. Boy, let me tell you something. When New no, Edition came there. Well, he didn't get hired at Astro. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, Steve? Why? why? Yeah, he couldn't ride, had to ride. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm trying, trying to figure out why his pass costs so damn much. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get past that stick on half them damn yeah. You have to yeah. be this tight. Yeah. Damn. Astro World is gone. It's gone. It doesn't even yeah. exist it anymore. It's gone. Wow. You, don't, you don't even know it was there. Mm-hmm. That's a parking lot. Now. Well, thanks yeah, to this show, I've replaced Astro World with Disney World. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Go big or go man, home. That's man, right. I can't wait to get to Disney. <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. Yep. I'll be talking to Mickey like we've been friends for 30 years. What's up, Mick? <laughs> <laughs> and when Minnie strolls through. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. I love me some Minnie. Yeah. 
So, uh, Steve, today's fans expect mm-hmm. more than uh, two turntables and a microphone on stage, uh, thanks to Travis Scott and others. Uh, so with how, how, how much tickets cost now, uh, do you expect to see a show that's thrilling on all levels like back in the day? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know Steve was the concert. Right? Nah, yes. they, they yeah. don't. Y'all ain't putting it out. The only <laughs> one, I'm telling you, the, the one I've seen was J&B's concert. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but yeah. the technology is so different now. But yeah. uh, nobody else really do what Earth, Wind, and Fire did. Woo, yes, they came oh out in them God. TPs, boy. Yes. You Parliament, what about Parliament, Steve? Boy, man, get out of here, the mothership yeah. land that door. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right of yeah. here, man. Landed, boy. Mm-hmm. Great. And all of them play right? their own songs. Oh yeah. Erica Badu could do a great show. Jill Scott can put on a great mm-hmm. show. Frankie Beverly. Yeah. Frankie Beverly. Kim. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All Charlie right, Wilson, baby. Charlie Wilson, Lord, <laughs> Charlie. It is fun when you go see what? him. Yeah, All right, boy. you go see Charlie. <laughs> I wish I could do that. Do it again. <laughs> All right, coming up, our last break of the day, and Steve will leave us with some parting words with his closing remarks right after this at Forty Nine After. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are, last break of the day on this Tuesday. Um, leave us with some parting words, some closing remarks. Yeah, um, I kind of I want to talk about something that's, um, that's on me right now. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about expectations, and I want to talk about patience. But I'm going to throw one more thing in there. I'm going to put need in there. Need, expectations, and patience. Uh, It's something that I've been praying about, you know, and I've been asking God for it for quite some time. And it hasn't gotten here. And uh, he knows exactly what I need. So as I'm saying this to you, I want you all to imagine yourself and plug in your need. So I'm talking to God, right? And I'm asking God for something that I need. And I know I need it because it would it would make some things go so much better, so much smoother, so much easier. Just overall, it would just help in so many areas. So I've been praying about it. And it hasn't gotten here yet. And so my oldest sister texted me the other day, and I didn't get back to her. And so just last night, she texted me again and just said, hey, could you answer my text? I hope things are well with you. Love, Mona. And so I texted her back, and I told her everything was fine. I'd just been working so much. I, I said, sometimes I don't get to answer your text when you send it to me right away because I'll be on the set or something. I'll be doing something. I said, but I get them and I appreciate them. And then I told my oldest sister, I asked her to please pray for me. I said, I pray for a breakthrough for me. That's something I've been asking God for so I can just, you know, take, you know, relax a little bit about this situation. And I went on to tell my sister that it's hard being successful and stuff like that. And I said, but we good. I'm just working real hard. I told her I love you. And then I said, let me know if you need something. She texts me back the simplest thing. Now, remember now, 
I've told you that I was asking God for something that I needed. And I had been waiting for it. And I and I and I and I'm almost out of patience, to be honest with you. I, I just thinking it's taking a while, right? And I'm pretty sure you could feel that way too. Sometimes you ask God for something and you you living in expectation and you get, man, what's taking so long? And you getting a little impatient. I think every this happened to every person. My sister simply sent this text back to me. She said, just take one day at a time. The Lord knows what he's doing. I'm praying for you. That was her message. Now, my sister is 82 years old. She told her brother, who is like, you know, the family guy that they can all come to when they need something. But she simplified it for me so easy. She said, just take one a day at a time. The Lord knows what he's doing. And do you know how much better that made me feel? I simply back and said, I texted back. I said, okay, I will. Because, you know, this thing that I've been asking God for that I so desperately feel like I need, and I keep expecting it to happen, but I'm starting to lose patience about it. My sister said something so simple. If you just take one day at a time, the Lord knows what he's doing. And if I look at it in her simple way of talking to her brother, she knows me very well. Her simple way of talking to me was letting me know that if you just keep waking up and keep doing what you're doing, God got all this under control. He know what he doing. And you know what? He always has. He's always known what he's doing. Always. He ain't never not known what he was doing. Even when I thought I wanted it to go another way and he worked it out a different way, it was for the best. And so I just had to grab myself and go, okay, I will. And it made me feel better because I said, okay, man. I'm actually okay. I do actually keep waking up. I do keep somehow surviving it all. I'm not just surviving. I'm actually thriving. I'm going through it, but I'm getting through it. It's taking a while, but it's in the process. And God does know what he's doing. So that settled it for me. So I'm saying to you, if there's something you've been praying about, something that you need, and you're living your life in expectation because you know he's going to deliver it for you, but you done got a little bit impatient with it like I have, just take it a day at a time. God knows exactly what he's doing. He's working on something on your behalf that you don't even know about. And when he give it to you, it's going to fix it all, probably better than you could have ever imagined. Those are my closing remarks. Just something to think about. Drop it, man. Yeah, you yeah. got yeah. right yeah. on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So profound. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That put Those things in perspective. Detail, yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck playing in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell us, Steve. Have a great weekend. <laughs> I believe it. Uh. I mean that. Still, <laughs> I mean that. Uh, <laughs> on a Tuesday. Oh, 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 oh,
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Weight loss. It feels like a constant cycle, like my body's always working against me, pushing back on all of my progress. I learned that anytime I lose weight, my body tries to gain it right back. Finally, I discovered it's not entirely my fault. I know healthy eating and exercise are important, but they may not be enough. So I talked to my healthcare provider about whether a prescription medicine could help me lose weight and maintain it. Together, we made a plan to tackle this, a plan to help lower my risk of future weight-related health issues like heart disease. Join me and make a change for the better. Talk to your healthcare provider about treatment options to manage your weight. 